0: We talked about the Holy Spirit being like a river, right? He flows in, he flows out. Jesus talks about that. Streams of living water. Living means moving. Streams of living water that rise up from within us. So the Holy Spirit moves in, he moves out. And so prayer ministry is one of the ways that he moves out, right? He's one of the Prayer ministry is one of the ways that we can bless people, that we can touch people with the power of God in a tangible way. And so I want to go over just... Briefly, what prayer ministry is, and then we've got some guidelines on here too. So there's a lot of different types of prayer. We know there's a lot of types of prayer. There's a lot of ways to pray for other people. Um, You can pray a prayer of blessing on someone. Luann sort of did that earlier when she was blessing the Preble family, right? She was just praying for them. Intercession, that's when you stand in the gap, as the Bible says, which is a metaphor for there's two armies fighting each other, and you jump in the middle. To protect one of those armies or one of those soldiers so you're you're taking the arrows for them and you're interceding on behalf of them another picture is going before a judge on behalf of an accused person and you're saying this is why you should show mercy to this person This is what this person needs. And if necessary, I'll take punishment for this person. Those are some of the metaphors that the Old Testament uses for intercession. And so that's when we pray for other people. We stand in the gap and we jump in. They need God in their lives and we're going to pray for them until something changes, until something happens. Uh, Prayer ministry is kind of a new term. People started calling it that because they didn't know what else to call it. (laughs) Um, This sort of thing, it's happened since the beginning, but it started happening a lot more um, during the renewal movement that started happening in the 60s and 70s. And people would come forward to get prayer after services and that sort of thing. And that started happening all the time. People started wanting to get more and more prayer, prayer from other Christians for God to touch them, or to do something in their life, or to heal them, or to speak to them. Um, and so people started calling it prayer ministry. And so what that is, is it's someone who comes to us because they want to receive prayer. They, wanna, they want something in particular from God. And so we, or we and a couple other people, um, then pray for that person. And some of those things I wrote down here, it might be for healing, they might be looking to God for healing. And that can be physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, something that's happened in their past. We don't know necessarily what's going on in their life. Um, but maybe they're looking for healing. Maybe they're looking for deliverance, which is spiritual cleansing. Maybe that's um, the issue that they need the Lord to, to change or to do in their life. Maybe they're looking for a filling of the Spirit. That's something that happens in prayer ministry. And we're going to look at scriptures about these things. Uh, maybe they're looking to receive gifts of the Spirit or to have those gifts explode or be empowered or or grow somehow in their life Uh, maybe they are asking for guidance and they just want another christian to pray with them that god would show them what what it is that he's wanting them to do maybe it's a specific situation that they're faced with maybe it's i've been offered a promotion here but i've also have this other opportunity i don't know what i should do i've been praying about it and i just don't know and so we come with other christians and we say lord Give this person guidance. Show this person wisdom. Maybe he even gives us a word for this person in their situation that they can take and pray then afterwards and say, Lord, was this you? Um, And then there's a prayer of agreement when someone is saying, I'm believing that God is going to bring my prodigal child back, and I just want to stand with a few other Christians who will agree with me that God is doing that right now. And you grab hands and grab hearts with each other, and you agree. Those are just some of the things that we can see in prayer ministry and sometimes this is very informal sometimes it's a little more formal right after a service saying ev- anybody come up for prayer if you want prayer that's sort of more formal right it seems like a formal thing but this also just happens at home at the coffee house during church services <laughs> during lunch <laughs> when we s- when someone shares and we're like can we pray with you about that and you pray like so this can happen in in a in a formal setting or an informal setting so don't don't worry about definitions and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is just kind of a way to explain what prayer ministry is. Um, and so when people say that, what they're talking about. Um, and, of course, somebody might have more than one of these things when they come up for prayer. Um, and we believe that in the days ahead, there's going to be more need to do prayer ministry here and in other places. Paul and I are going around pretty often now to do seminars and conferences and that sort of thing at other churches and in other places, and it's always helpful to have people with who can do prayer ministry afterwards because there's always people who want to receive prayer. Uh, we did one yesterday at Redeemer, which you guys know about. went really, really well, by the way. There were like 73 people who were there um, for the seminar, which is a lot, and so there were a lot of people to pray for afterwards. I was praying for like two hours for people after it was done. A um, lot of God had a lot of things he wanted to do in people. A lot of people were delivered um, from various things. There were people who were healed and people who were set free and it was It was a good time. It was a good good god party um, and so we 're going to be doing that sort of stuff more um, and that 's kind of the the revival stage that we 're in now is we 're going out and we 're doing stuff um, out there in other places and so it 's nice to have people with who can do prayer ministry. Um, and so that's something you can think about as we read this. This, this is good for all Christians because the river needs to flow out of us, right? And we all need to pray for people from time to time. We're going to have people in our lives who ask us to pray for them. And so this is good for that. But you can also be thinking about, hey, maybe I'd like to practice this more, get good at this, and maybe I'd like to go with once in a while and pray for people um, at one of those kind of events. And Paul is probably going to give a big, uh, harder pitch for that next week if I know Paul, um, which is a good thing. Amen? um so prayer ministry usually sees the laying on of hands we're going to look at some scriptures about that in a minute it uh, usually sees us praying for god to give us a word of some kind for this person a prophetic word or some other encouragement for them um and let's just go over some of these scriptures here um but first and i and you can read this on your own but i I put a couple things in here prayer ministry is not about you the person praying and that's probably the most important thing to remember. You're not uh, the superstar. You're not the holy anointed one who others come to and grovel, and you reach down like, you know, the old Michelangelo painting. Like, no, no, no. You're just a servant. You're just a conduit. Um, you're the medium by which God brings through his spirit. I don't mean medium in a psychic way. I mean medium in a, in a biological way. Sorry. Sometimes my scienceiness gets in trouble. Um He's the way that you are the way that God is going to touch this person in this time. Now, why does God do it that way? Why doesn't he just do everything directly? I don't know, but he set it up this way in scripture and it's very clear. He uses people to accomplish his will most of the time. And so he wants to use you and he wants to use me and he wants to use us together to bless other people. And so that's part of the reason why we do prayer ministry and it's important to remember that it's not about us because especially when we first get into this or we get to a new level of this and are starting to pray for strangers and that sort of thing that we don't know um or at an event or after church or something um it's possible to get a little freaked out like i don't know what i'm doing ah what yeah you know it's just anything new is often scary right anything unfamiliar is often a little bit scary that's that's normal um and so just remember it's not about you You're not in charge of saving this person or healing this person or prophesying to this person. That's not your job when we're praying for people. Your job is to come before the Lord and ask him to do something for them. And we've talked about that out of Luke 11, when a man goes to his neighbor to get bread to bring to his friend. And in that passage, bread is um, an example of the Holy Spirit. At the end of the passage, Jesus says, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit Will your Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so we ask our Father for more of the Holy Spirit, for something from the Holy Spirit, and then we give it to that person. We ask for bread, and we give it to our friend. And that's all prayer ministry is. It's real, real simple. And sometimes we can do this for people and they don't even know it, (laughs) which is okay. You can sneak up on them. Um, Don't be weird, though which is one of the things I have on here. Don't be weird. Um, that's important. Um, but that's all it is, is we're just asking the Father to give us something to give to them. Um, so don't worry about it. Don't be. It's not something to be concerned about. It's also not something to get prideful about because it doesn't really have anything to do with you. Um, let's really quickly look at some of these verses. Um, these are verses on the laying on of hands in particular. Most of us are probably cool with the you know theology of laying on of hands but um here are a bunch of verses that you can look at um if you'd like more info about that obviously jesus is laying hands on people all the time to heal them to bless them um we don't see him laying on hands on people who have demonic problems um which is why usually if deliverance is what's going on you don't have to lay hands on and we someday in the future we'll talk about deliverance prayer um a little more in depth uh So uh, you don't have to be afraid of it or anything like that. It's just laying on of hands isn't something we see happening in scriptures, usually, um, in deliverance prayer. Usually that's blessing, healing, that sort of thing. Um, Also giving of the Holy Spirit, and we see that in Acts, that the Holy Spirit is given through the laying on of hands. Um, The baptism of the Spirit, whatever you want to call it. There's the great passage from Acts 8 here. When they go down to Samaria and people had been baptized in water in the name of Jesus, but they hadn't really heard of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know who that was. So a couple of the apostles came down, laid hands on them to baptize them in the Holy Spirit, and they were filled with the Spirit. So that sort of thing happens often through the laying on of hands. The gifts of the Spirit often happen through the laying on of hands as well. Paul says to Timothy, remember the gift that was imparted to you through the laying on of hands, the spiritual gift. And so those are some of the things that happen with the laying on of hands, and those kind of things can happen in prayer ministry as well. I'm not saying... (coughs) that no one can be touched by the Holy Spirit if someone else doesn't put their hands on them. We don't need to get legalistic about this stuff. Mm -hmm. But we look to the scriptures for our examples about what to do and how to do it. And there's a verse in here about anointing with oil. Is anyone sick? Bring them to the elders of the church or to Christian mature people in general and have them anoint the person with oil. And that prayer given in faith will make the sick person well. Now, that doesn't mean anytime you pray for someone, you have to use anointing oil. And it doesn't mean it has to be some sort of special oil that smells pretty. Um, Very commonly, people, you know, sell anointing oil that has frankincense and myrrh in it. And usually it had something to do with Israel and and all this kind of stuff. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I kind of like the smell of that, actually. Um, And so that's fine. But it's not magic. Just, this is one of my pet peeves of Pentecostalism in general, is oftentimes it gets way too close to magic for me to be comfortable. And people are like, this is the special anointing oil. It's going to work better. No. God is the one doing stuff, not the oil, not the specialness of the oil, the smell of the oil, or where you bought it from. That is magic. We don't believe in magic. Right? Amen? So anointing with oil is fine. When I'm doing prayer ministry, I don't anoint people with oil unless they're asking for healing, because that's what this verse is talking about. Or if the Holy Spirit says you should anoint him with oil. And then I go, okay. And I pull it out of my pocket and I do it. Some people, anytime they pray for any other human, will whip out the oil. And I don't have any problem with that. If you want to do that, that's okay. There's, that's not bad. But we have to keep in mind that prayer ministry is about the other person. It's not about us. It's not about our pet theologies. It's not about our methodologies. It's not about our favorite things to do or our favorite anointing or how to pray or our favorite verses. It's about them, not us. And many people are going to be like, what are you doing putting oil on me? This has gone from being uncomfortable to being downright weird, okay? So we need to keep that in mind that our job is to help them be as comfortable and relaxed as they can so that they can receive. Because if you're just going, these people are freaks, these people are freaks, I don't know what's going on, you're not receiving anything from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Did you have something to toss in there? Uh, yes, I think. Well, five twenty is actually the the pre- preferred weight, and there's a scripture about. No, there is not. Um, and that, that's funny, but like people can get into like all sorts of stuff, you know, about this. And it's just like, okay, let's just take a step back. Let's let's de demystify all this kind of stuff a little bit. God asks us to pray for people. It's our job to do that. That's all it is. And so the scripture does say, anoint with oil. We see that a lot in the Old Testament um i've anointed people with oil before when i felt like god was commissioning them to enter a new phase of life or a phase of ministry and that's something we see in the old testament a lot people got anointed when they were given a new position or or a new thing you know and so just follow the lead of the holy spirit but you don't need to keep anointing oil in your pocket everywhere you go um, and not everybody needs to have that but if you feel like doing it that's okay um but and actually let's just flip it over because i got a bunch of guidelines on the back and this is the stuff this is the stuff that I really want you to know. And keep, maybe keep this in your Bible. This, this stuff is so important because it's all about them. It's not about us. And so ask permission before you do anything. Don't assume that they're cool with laying out of hands and you throwing oil in their face. Because many people are way not cool <laughs> with that. Okay? Because they just have no grid for it. They've never experienced it. Or they have and it was terrible. Maybe some of us could tell stories. We won't do it now because I want to get to lunch. But uh, we could probably tell stories. I was in a situation once where it was, you know, real Holy spirit and everything was awesome. And they were, people came up afterwards and we stood in the line and they went down and prayed for people. And some people were, like, falling over and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. I had, I had experienced that before. I was a catcher at our church. Where I, this was in nine ninety-five. after the Toronto blessing quote-unquote happened, and there's a ton of Holy Spirit stuff, a ton of miraculous stuff happening, and it was really, really common right then. It's nowhere near as common right now, but it will be, I think, again. Um, And I was getting prayed for, and I'm like, yay, God. And this person, like, I wasn't falling over, and it was their theological opinion that I should. And so the dude shoved me over. (laughs) (laughs) He was a big dude. Um, Because i'm not a small dude and i mean i was 15 i was a little bit smaller than i am now like two inches but um so two inches and 80 pounds but so when i was the, the the point of that sort of thing is that the holy spirit is touching you and it is a wonderful thing to be touched by the holy spirit sometimes the presence of god is tangible Theologians call it the manifest presence of God. Manifest means touchable. Manos, hand, touchable, right? And so sometimes the presence of God is touchable. I, sometimes I experience that in worship, where I just, you can, you can almost feel it in, in a sense. It's, it's cool. It's fun. It's interesting. To me, it feels like a heavy blanket sometimes. And sometimes when I've been prayed for in those kind of settings, I feel like just this big, heavy blanket is put on me, and it, it f- it's nice. It's comforting. It's, I like it. Um, and so sometimes the presence of God is weighty. There's, there's a weight to it. And so for me, in my experience, often I, I just feel like I have to sit down. And sometimes I feel like I'm sitting on a chair isn't low enough and I need to get lower and kneel or sit on the floor or something like that. That's just my experience. Everybody experiences things differently. And so if that's happening when you're praying for someone, that's okay. Don't worry about that. But take your hand off the person, Please. the holy spirit will work just as well if you take your hand off them in that moment and you can keep praying for them like this or whatever with your hands nearby but you don't want them afterwards to question whether or not they got pushed over if they're going to fall or crumple or sit or something like that it's going to be because the holy spirit wanted to do it not because somebody pushed them so not only are we not going to push them but we don't even want the hint of that in their head because we don't want them questioning god afterwards because that's what they're going to be doing. That's what I did. When that dude pushed me over, I wasn't in a blissful Holy Spirit moment lying on the floor. I was pissed off that he just did this. And more than that, I was pissed off at God, actually, that he would anoint that idiot. Why did you anoint this idiot who's shoving people over? Now, since then, doing more ministry myself, I realized. We're all idiots sometimes, and so I've long since forgiven this person and have a lot more grace on them because none of us know what we're doing at the end. Uh, and so he made a mistake, and he was doing dumb stuff, and I presume that eventually God schooled him on that, and he stopped doing that, And I really hope. Um, but that was a bad experience for me. But I was, I was mature. I really knew the Lord, so it didn't like hurt my relationship with God or my faith or anything. But with other people, I've heard that it has. I know people who are like, I'm never going to go to that sort of thing again. I don't let people touch me or pray for me because I had this experience where some jerk pushed me over. Or while he was praying for me, he's yelling in tongues. And, and, and I was so freaked out that I was just like, no, never again. I'm going to a church where we just sit and stand and sit and stand. That's all we do really. Um, And I hear those kind of stories, and it breaks my heart. Because I'm like, the Holy Spirit really wants to touch you. And sometimes he does it through other people and through prayer and through prayer ministry. And it's, it's sad that someone did that and sort of ruined that for her. you know. And I've, I've heard a number of stories like that. So we are the ones who... Help the Holy Spirit move through us. We don't try to force anything. We don't push anything. Don't yell in tongues at the person. That's on here too. If you if you want to feel like you want to pray in tongues, just say, I'm gonna pray in tongues just quietly, and then do it quietly. So we want to do everything to help the other person feel calm and relaxed. Talk in a calm tone of voice. You don't need to yell. There there are ask, there are people in the church who think that if you yell it's more anointed. And the more you yell and louder you get, the more the Holy Spirit moves. The only thing that changes is the volume of your voice, not the movement of the Holy Spirit. Unless God is saying, you need to shout right now to the person, and then you tell them. And this has happened to me when I've been praying for someone. God wants you to just yell no to the devil who's trying to do this to you. Yell no. And they start out, no. And then they get no, and then they get really into it, and they're no, no, no. And God wanted to build up that fighting spirit in them to help say no devil you can't have this life you can't keep doing what you're doing in my life and so there was a reason for that otherwise let's keep the, the yelling and that sort of stuff you know out of it um and you've probably all had experiences in prayer ministry maybe where you saw some stuff that you're like yeah i don't know um the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet is what the bible says meaning even when the holy spirit is around you are in mostly in control of yourself your actions and your words okay now sometimes that weightiness of the holy spirit is very weighty on us and it might overwhelm us a little bit physically even it might overwhelm us emotionally so that we break down or start crying again that happens to me in worship pretty regularly (laughs) and it's not that i'm sad or happy or super passionate or sometimes i get choked up if i'm super passionate but like it's I, i i'm feeling the holy spirit and it's overwhelming my emotions there's just too much of it for me to handle does that make sense same reason people fall over. Um, and so sometimes when we're praying for people, we might really feel something. And we're like, whoa, you know, I, I feel a little bit of the love of God for you. And it is really overwhelming me. And I'm, like, freaking out because God loves you so much. And I'm sure it's only this much <laughs> of love, how much love he actually has. And you start maybe feeling that for that person. If, if you lean towards empathy in your personality, you may find that as you pray for people, you feel what God wants to convey to them. And so then you're not giving them a prophetic word as much as you're just describing what God is helping you to feel. But even in those moments when we are feeling overwhelmed, we don't have to get physically or verbally weird. And, and so you know maybe we've seen people who, who are in those moments and they're just like, you know, doing crazy stuff or, oh, or they're yelling or throwing, I don't know, force lightning, like, or, or I don't know what they're doing. Um, but it's unnecessary. And I've talked to people like that who are like, no, that's the Holy Spirit moving through me. And I'm like, no, it ain't. The Holy Spirit may be moving through you, but you don't need to, to be a clown. You just don't. Uh, this, is a, this is a true thing. The <laughs> In 20 years, we're going to look back at the prophetic and everything that was happening during this time and be like, oh, we were silly children, weren't we? Um, there's, there's very little teaching about why people who are anointed do what they do. Most of the time, it's cultural. Or most of the time, it's just what they were taught or what was modeled for them because the guy on the stage is being a clown. So I guess if I'm going to be prophetic and pray for someone, I need to act that way. That's how we learn. That's how human beings learn is by modeling. And so we do it unintentionally. And so we've got a lot of people out here praying for people doing weird, bizarre things that are just not necessary. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Everybody with me? And so on the tips on the, on the bottom there is don't be weird. Don't be weird. Again... Keep them in mind. They're the important one, okay? It's not about you proving that you can do something neat in the Holy Spirit. It's not about you. Don't showboat. <laughs> don't do not do that sort of stuff. It's not about you. It's about them. And so keep them in mind, especially if it's a stranger and you don't know them and don't know their situation. Try to translate away from Christianese into normal human speech, okay? You know? Don't say, you're you're under the blood, you're under the blood. People have no idea what that means, and it sounds really creepy. If they don't have a grid for that in their head. I'm under the blood. What kind of freakish cult did I walk into? People are falling over, and they're under the blood. No. I would like to leave fast. Um, And I would not blame them. OK, so but that's hard for us because sometimes we just use certain phrases in common speech. It's in our it's in our praise songs sometimes. And I wonder sometimes when people come and sing songs and they're like, what am I singing? Um, and so let's just be careful when we're talking to folks, when we're praying for folks. And r- especially if it's someone you don't know, ask permission before you do anything. Is it OK if, if I put my hand on your shoulder while I pray for you? God often works through that for some reason. Is it OK if I do that? Ask them. And if they say no, don't do it. Don't be like, well, I have to. This is the only way you're going to get blessed. You know, no, 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 no. We, that's that's not how we do because that's not how the Holy Spirit does, right? There are very few exceptions where the Holy Spirit does do that. Jesus showed up to Saul and knocked him on his butt. But that story stands out because it's so rare. It's the exception that proves the rule, right? Um, a few other well, I'm just going to leave it at that. There's a lot of stuff on this on this backside that I think is important for you to know <laughs> and to read before we do prayer ministry um, with anybody. And so it's just some notes and some warnings. Um, pop a breath mint. Beat be nice, pop a breath. (laughs) No, but seriously, we're thinking about the other person, right? We want to keep them from being distracted. That's why we don't want to yell. We don't want to do weird stuff. We don't want to shout in tongues in their face. We don't want to blow in their face and stuff like that. Unless the Holy Spirit says, I need you to do that. I want you to blow in their face right now. And you're like, that's super weird. And then explain to them, there's a point in scripture where Jesus blows on the disciples and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And I know that seems really strange, But that's what Jesus did, and I feel like God wants me to do that right now. Is it okay if I just sort of like breathe on you a little bit? Is that going to freak you out, or is that okay? And they'll probably say, sure, okay, and then do it, you know. But explain stuff and ask permission. Don't, don't, there's a boundary, right? We don't want to cross the boundary because it can injure people, spiritually speaking, if they feel violated by something that was done by another Christian. Everybody with me? So we really want to ask permission for anything. Um, and be very careful about where you put your hands on people. I have several of these notes are about that. Don't be touching on people's stomachs. Or extreme lower back. Or thigh. Or like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Shoulder arm. If someone has an injury, you can say, can I put my hand on your knee and pray for your knee? But you've asked permission to do that specifically. If, if they have an ulcer... And this is where it hurts. What I have done before is I've said, can you do this? Can you cross your arms over your stomach or your stomach? Can you do that? And then is it, o- is it okay if I put just my hand on your hand? And they'll do this, and I'll maybe put my just a few tips of my fingers or something right there on their hand. And, but you've asked permission. And, and usually I'll, like, they'll do this. and I'll, uh, Is that okay? Because it might not be. You don't know their background. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what they struggle with. You don't know their own temptations. You don't know how they may have been abused. And so be really, really careful. Um, I've seen some, some just really inappropriate things before in different places, you know, where I'm just like, no, dude, no. No, not okay. Um, and don't grab on people's head. They don't like their hair messed up, and so it's distracting. That seems silly, but it's so true. Every time, almost every time I've seen someone place their hand on someone, even if they do it nicely and don't smack, although I've seen I've seen that. In a second. Does hitting me make the Holy Spirit work faster? Because it doesn't. Um, in fact, it probably hurts because now I'm freaked out or annoyed, and that's not the same as receiving, right, um, with an open heart. But even if you ask and do it gently, like, people don't like their hair messed up, right? And so it, it distracts them because they're thinking, Ah, uh, my hair's going to look weird. Oh, sorry, God, I shouldn't be thinking about my hair right now. That makes me so selfish. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it is, though. Uh, okay, no. you know. And so now they're spending the entire prayer time struggling with that, which, why put them in that position? We're here to help them. And so don't do that. If God says, put your hand on their head and anoint them, then okay, but ask them first, is it okay? I, f- I feel like I'm supposed to put my hand on their head, but maybe favor like the side of the head or the back of the head or something like that. Ladies don't like getting their hair messed up, but so guys don't either. So um, I'm going to stop there because it's time to eat lunch. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I only put a little bit in here because that's a whole other three week discussion, which we will do to talk about guidelines for prophetic words because there's there's just so much to it to do and to not do. And so I honestly, is it okay if I don't answer? (laughs) Because that's something I'm planning that we're going to do very shortly. Um, But it's going to take probably two or three weeks because there's so much to that. But the the baseline is what I said here. It's about them. It's not about us. Don't yell at them in the King James. (laughs) Don't say, thus saith the Lord. Don't point out people's sins. If God shows you that sort of thing, just keep it to yourself. Or if you feel like you have to, never in a public way, but if you're in a private way, you can be like, I feel like maybe there's something in your life that is maybe blocking the activity of the spirit. Sometimes sin can be that thing. I don't know if that rings for you, but maybe we could pray about that. Because the Lord might give you a word or a vision that this dude is, you know, abusive to the people who work under him. And he yells at them and he's cruel. And God might give you that information, but just because God gives you information doesn't mean you're supposed to speak that information. That's true in general. Most of the time when God gives us information about another person, it's simply to inform our prayers for that person. And so anyway, that's, that's a whole long thing that we're going to talk a lot about because it's, it's difficult and we've all seen a lot of abuses. And we don't want to be the one to accidentally hurt somebody's feelings or, or do something like that. Anybody else have any questions? Yeah. Nope. I can type it into Google as soon as we pray, and I will find it for you. (laughs) No problem. Okay. Well, I'll I'll Google some stuff for you afterwards. All right. Let's – can we close in prayer? Does anybody have any pressing questions? You can always ask me during lunch or something, too. We're going to talk about this next week. So as you think about this stuff, if you have questions coming into next week, you can ask Paul or myself more about prayer ministry. Okay, Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that you are moving in us, Holy Spirit, and that you want to move through us. And we thank you that praying for other people, Christians and not Christians, is one of the ways that you want to move through us. And so we pray that you would help us to do that, help us to do it better, that you would take away our fear and our our concern and our whatever it is that um, makes us not want to do that. That's natural and human, but we ask that you would change us and help us to be bold and help us to get over ourselves and any fears or reservations we might have so that you can bless somebody else through us. And we pray that you would bless all of us with health and wholeness and joy and life this week and bring us back together next week. pray that you would bless this food to our bodies, bless the hands that prepared all this food, particularly Brian who spent a lot of time um, preparing the food for today. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. All right. Bless you. Let's eat.